0: Enterprise Management 360, your main source for tech news, analysis, podcasts, and videos for the enterprise. Hello, and welcome to this EM360 podcast with our Ask the Expert series, a weekly conversation with people who are impacting the enterprise tech landscape. My name is Max Curtin, Editor-in-Chief here at EM360, and your host on today's podcast. Now, in today's episode, I'm speaking with Fai Shuja, who is the CEO at SERP Labs. So welcome, Fai, and thank you very much for coming on today's episode.
1: Thank you, Max. Thank you for having me in your podcast today.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to our discussion. But before we get into that, could you just give our listeners a bit of background on yourself?
1: Yeah, sure. I've been in cybersecurity for almost 15 years now, before SERP. I used to be part of, you know, multiple organizations. I ran a startup, cybersecurity startup for twelve years for a professional services company. We used to provide, you know, MSSP services, security consulting. Then before that I used to have a security operations team at a large telco. Besides that, I've been part of the HoneyNet project, which is a global research organization about learning the tactics and motives of the Black Hat community. We deploy honeypots all over the world and study the results. So I've been in cybersecurity for almost 15 years now, and now for the last two years being part of the startup on security, orchestration, automation, and response platform, SERP.
0: That's why you're the perfect man to talk to on this subject matter, because we're going to be looking at security orchestration, automation and response, but as you said, usually abbreviated down to SOAR, and we're going to be looking at its place in the market as well as its overall impact, really. So to kind of get started, I want to delve a little bit into the background because the SOAR market, it's really been developing super fast over the last four or five years now. So From your standpoint, what proportion of businesses have now adopted SOAR tools to supplement or even replace a range of previously existing security management platforms?
1: I would say SOAR is still new. As you have mentioned, it has evolved in the last four to five years. And still there are, you know, I would say 10 to 15% of the overall customers that have been utilizing, you know, SOAR. There are multiple case studies and multiple, you know, research that says that, SOAR is going to be evolving in next few years. And still, I would say that 10 to 15% of the customers are utilizing SOAR platforms in various security operations areas. But next few years, I think for last one year, we have seen that now organizations have dedicated budget for SOAR platforms. They are you know evaluating multiple SOAR platforms. And I would say that it's getting mature over the period of time. And we are seeing more requirements from various customers who are evaluating the sole platforms. So I think this is something that, you know, anything happens whenever a new technology evolves, it takes time to be utilized by more customers. And I would say that just like we have seen in uh, Steam platforms, we just evolved as a, you know, log management tool. And then you know, converted into a more evolved into a more data analytics and more use cases that was addressed by SOAR platforms. So to your questions, I think still, you know, there is a gap in implementation of SOAR platforms and we are seeing the increase of adoption in, you know, this year and hopefully by next
0: year as well. I definitely agree with that because from my standpoint, obviously, I know when something's picking up steam because I end up talking about it more, doing more podcasts, more articles and things like that. And and SOAR has definitely, over the past 12 months, been a conversation that we've been having a lot more. But I feel like businesses are still toying with the idea of the adoption element of it. So if we kind of go through how you deploy it, how you kind of integrate into a business. So... How easy would it be to deploy SOAR tools and is it kind of an out-of-the-box solution or is each installation customized for each organization?
1: I would say if you want to effectively use a SOAR platform, it takes time to do installation of a SOAR platform. Just like any, you know, same platform you deploy in an organization, you need to integrate log sources, different security controls, build your use cases and then start monitoring. Similarly, for a SOAR platform, this is what you have to do as well, because usually SOAR platform sits on top of your existing security tools through which you basically, you know, orchestrate and automate different workflows that you have been doing manually. To onboard a SOAR customer, it takes, you know, I would say average three to four weeks of onboarding in which you understand what kind of use cases their team is doing, how they are doing the analysis, how they are doing the tries, how they are doing the response. And then, you know, work with the customer that what are the things that can be automated. So on day one, you don't automate 100%. This automation takes time to mature. So you start with, you know, identifying the key processes, doing the right integration so that those processes can be automated and then, you know, enhancing over the period of time. So one of the important aspects in the onboarding is that, you know, what out-of-box features are being provided in a SOAR platform as you have mentioned that, you know, how quick is it? So it's very important that, you know, any SOAR platform that you're evaluating, what kind of -of out-of-box integrations that you have? Because, you know, for example, if you have a sim platform and if you want to integrate with the SOAR platform, how easy it is to integrate? Is it just a one-click integration through an API or you just need to write a complex Python script to do that integration? So that is something that, you know, customers need to evaluate that, what kind of technologies they have and then compare it with the soar platform that they are evaluating that how easy is it to integrate those tools with that soar platform and then once that is done then you start with the, you know customizing it based on your requirements and your processes and workflows that you have
0: Yeah, it's obviously understanding the need for them from an organizational standpoint and finding out whether they are the best fit for them. And obviously that comes down to research and talking to the right people. But if we take that a bit further, then from your standpoint, how effective are SOAR tools kind of proving to be? Have they transformed the way that businesses are managing security requirements and their response to them from your standpoint?
1: Uh, see SOAR when it's got like, so when you know came into the market they were just you know basic security orchestration and automation tool in which you can just you know automate some processes but just like you know any other technology that evolves over a period of time there are the use cases and you know the requirements increases so now for example with SERP we are addressing multiple use cases a security operations team have and the requirements that they have for example doing an incident management from, you know, ingesting an alert and then doing it or doing its investigation and then declaring it as a false positive or an incident. And then, you know, managing the workflow from getting the threat intelligence feeds. And what we do is that we say that we are a risk-based security orchestration automation and response platform. We understand the relevancy of the event to your organization. So for example, if you have a high severity alert coming in, How important is it for your organization? Is it really high severity for your organization or is it really a low severity event? So, for example, if there is an alert on a CEO's workstation and if there is an alert on a receptionist workstation, what is more important to handle at that point of time? Depending on the situation, it can be the receptionist workstation or it can be a CEO's workstation. But the prioritization is very important now because there is so much data that is coming in for a security operations team, you need to analyze what is important to handle. You cannot just process all alerts in a bucket. You have to understand. So I think SOAR platforms are evolving based on the use cases that you know organizations have. And definitely, they are addressing a lot of requirements security operations team have. Because on average, with an organization who has 15 to 20 security tools, uh, they generate 10,000 alerts every day addressing those 10,000 alerts every day manually is humanly impossible. And besides that, even if you want to hire 20 security professionals to analyze those alerts, you cannot find good security professionals. And you have seen research that there is going to be a shortage of 3 million security professionals in 2020. So automation and orchestration are playing very important role to address these problems. And then the use cases those tools have. From, you know, just doing incident management and, you know, doing the automation and orchestration or, you know, doing a case management, depending what use case you have and what kind of workflows you want to address with a SOAR platform. But I think SOAR platforms would be evolving more, addressing more use cases. And we have seen multiple, you know, industry analysts talking about risk-based decision making, providing context to the information that is coming in evaluating the risk. So I think this is something that we will see multiple Azure platforms doing it. And just like SERP is doing it, SERP is aggregating multiple information. Besides aggregate security alerts, we aggregate the vulnerabilities, threat intelligence feeds, and correlate it with the assets and risk information of the organization so that we can provide the context and enable security ops team to manage multiple workflows from one single platform.
0: It's interesting that you brought up the the alerts element because you're right, there's a massive job gap at the moment, so it's difficult to kind of keep up with those demands. But would you say that businesses are safer today as a result of SOAR or are these tools just necessary to keep up with innovations from attackers? Are they just kind of like a stopgap to prevent?
1: If you are going to reduce the response time to an alert, definitely you would be more secure because fari released every year they released a report on you know what's the average time of attacker stays in a network an advanced attacker So last year the report was 78 days an attacker stays inside a network so even if there is no advanced attacker an average attacker might stay two to three days inside your network just because that you are missing security alerts you are missing to know that you know there is an attacker inside you and I think now the question is not about, when you are going to breach get breached is that the question is that when you are going to find that you have been breached it's very important to you have the right tools to you know analyze the information that is coming in and reduce the response time and with orchestration automation tools you are able to reduce the response time so for example if a security analyst takes 30 minutes to you know analyze and investigate an alert And if you can automate some of those processes, and if you are are analyzing an alert within a few minutes, you are definitely, you know, reducing the response time. And in result, you are, you know, getting more secure. So definitely, these are some of the important tools now security operations team have. It's something that, you know, when SIM platforms came in, they were just log management tools, and then they have evolved into more sophisticated platform. And it's pretty much, you know, every organization who wants to do a security monitoring, they have a SIM platform. So similarly, I think SOAR platform would become a necessity for the secops team to reduce the response time, do the analysis and triage, and response accordingly. And definitely, we have seen customers getting value out of it in terms of more secure, more security and also in terms of you know reducing the response time and saving the time and money in an incident response.
0: That's interesting. So if we take it from a standpoint then of there's organizations out there who who are thinking about wanting to get into soar and they think it might be the right fit. A lot of what we're talking about is kind of large scale attacks or or multiple attacks that are hard to manage via a single person and would need a multiple team. So would you say that soar is mainly used by large enterprises or is it also a technology that smaller businesses can access and really use effectively and how can they use it effectively? Mm-hmm.
1: Soar is for any organization who has a requirement of 24 by 7 security monitoring. Based on my experience, usually what happens is that usually large enterprises have their in-house 24 by 7 SOC team who are, you know, monitoring their security. And usually with, with the mid-size and small organizations, they have outsourced their, you know, security monitoring or some of the functions to an MSSP. Just because they cannot have a, you know, full-fledged staff in-house, Usually we have seen that a much smaller organizations outsource their security monitoring and log management and incident response to MSSPs. And that's how we help MSSPs, you know, use the SOAR platforms because MSSPs have multiple customers that they are monitoring and they need a platform to, you know, aggregate all that information, manage their internal security operations and then respond to the customers that this is happening. And this action needs to be taken or this action has already been taken based on this information. So I would say any organizations who has a requirement to secure their infrastructure and ensure that security monitoring is in place, SOAR platform is for them. In house operations team or a MSSP team that is managing the operations of a, you know organization? So it depends how it is utilized. And definitely I would say that it's not just for the large enterprises we have seen that you know mid-sized and smaller organizations have compliance and regulatory requirements in which they have to ensure that they have you know security monitoring in place so either they do it in-house or either they do it through mssp both teams would need a sort platform to manage their security operations
0: okay then as we kind of wrap up here Could you outline some examples of what we've been talking about today, some use cases of the type of workflows that SOAR enables that were really hard to achieve before?
1: For example, you know, one of the use cases that we have solved with a couple of customers and we, we do it with SERP is that, you know, a unified view of incidents, vulnerabilities, threat intelligence and risk. Because, you know, you might have very beautiful stack of tools with a, you know same platform, with a vulnerability management tool, with a threat intelligence, you know, platform, but having a unified view of the information from all of these tools into one place is very difficult to achieve. There are a lot of, you know, tools stacked in an organization, but we have seen that, you know, customers are having problem in getting a unified view of what is happening in overall organization. So that is, you know, one of the use case that we have addressed with SERP that, you know, we aggregate all of this information from all of these different stack you have of security tools into one unified view. So that, you know, a CISO can look into the dashboard and see what is happening overall in the organization. What are the areas that needs his attention? And, you know, SOC manager can look into the KPIs and SLAs of the team that how good and bad they're performing. Security analyst can go and dig down deep into the information, analyze. And perform the triage, and GRC teams can also look into the vulnerability and risk information. So I think there have been multiple use cases which the organizations are not able to do it, and sole platforms definitely help them achieve those use cases and some of the other use cases like you know managing the entire threat intelligence workflow because there is so many threat feeds coming in. You have to analyze those threat intelligence feeds, understand what are the iocs what are the you know malicious artifacts being published and then block them on the your internal security controls that is a task that you know security operations team do many hours in a day maybe average i would say one team one analyst you know spend a lot of time going through all those feeds and then you know enabling blocking them on their internal controls with sore platform you can you know just ingest those feeds analyze them and then directly block them on the security controls you have within a few minutes so i think definitely sore platform is solving a lot of use cases that organizations haven't been able to do or if they have been doing it it's taking a lot of time and with sore platform they are you know saving a lot of time with from few hours to few minutes you know response time is going now and definitely these use cases would evolve over the period of time and it varies organization to organization because every organization's have different workflows and processes and that's what soar platforms are for that speed up the processes you have you automate the processes you have and then get some uh, reduce the response time actually
0: I 100% agree with all of that, and it's it's a very useful platform that a lot of organizations should be looking at and should be investing in going forward. So, as all I can say is thank you very much for coming on the podcast and giving your insights into all of this. It's been really good to hear kind of your thoughts and where this can all be heading as well. It's been great. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you, Max. Thank you for having me today. It was good talking to you.
0: Excellent. Yes, same to you. And thank you everyone who took the time to listen to the podcast. We hope you took a lot of information away from our discussion. If you'd like more information, you can always head over to serp.io for more information on what uh, Fires was talking about today. If you're looking for more great content, obviously head on over to em360tech.com. You can also find us on the social media channels, Twitter and LinkedIn at EM360. We'll be back next week with another episode in our Ask the Expert series. Until then, we hope you have a fantastic week and we'll speak to you soon. You've been listening to the EM360 Podcast. For more great content, head on over to em360tech.com.